Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. Hey everyone, just a caveat for this week's um, podcast episode. Sounds like the network gremlins have been at it again on the episode and in parts there are a little bit of a little bit of disruption around um, the vocals and we sound a bit like robots. So hopefully that won't detract from the episode. Um, Have a great listen and see you at the end of the podcast. Bye. Jean Sullivan Bellici stopped putting others first and started creating a her living out loud and on purpose life when she hit her romantic bottom after a string of men who had held her back and one who decided he couldn't be her partner and marry her. She realized she needed help. She learned about the law of attraction and realized that she'd always been an amazing manifester. The trouble was she had focused four years on what she didn't want, which conjured chaos. What she needed to learn was to release resistance and focus on what she wanted. That shift took a lot of work and many thousands of dollars in coaches and relationship masters to figure out why she was still dimming her light for love. For two years, she overhauled her life letting go of her resistance of love, her feelings of not being enough, and the people who did not nurture her. She also decided that being 40-something was an asset because it made her wise. Why, God knows what she'd say about 50-something. Anyway, as her confidence and self-worth and vibration rose, the men she called in improved. However. They still weren't quite right. They were mostly cubs looking for cougars. Wow, 24s looking for 50s or 40s. When she turned her marketing skills on herself, she realized her personal brand online was out of line with her soulmate vision. She was playing it too safe, presenting a vanilla instead of a rocky road flavor. After deciding to fly her freak flag online and put herself out there in a confident and authentic way, she got energetically aligned with her soulmate vision. She rewrote her online profile and posted it, feeling the shift to her core. The very next morning, several men who shared similar values and goals contacted her, including her now husband. Why look at that? The moral to her story is when you learn how to get aligned, the universe takes your cosmetic order and delivers it to you. She is an author of the book, Be Your Soulmate You Want to Attract, and has appeared on ABC7, NBC, Today FM, Virgin Media TV, and many, many, many more. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to give you your full title, The Soulmate Coach. Jean Sullivan Belici. So, 
Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I appreciate the welcome. I am so happy to be here, especially since it's probably pretty late for you, is it not? Uh, it's seven o'clock at night, so it's not oh, too okay. bad. It's not too bad. It's not like 11 or something like that. So that's good. And um, yeah, no, it's a pleasure. It feels like I the last time I spoke to you was ages ago. Yeah. It probably was. <laughs> But um, that's all good. Yeah. That's all good. I feel like are you well? I'm, every, I'm very well. I I had COVID for a while, and I think I had rescheduled mm. because of it. But now I I I'm so happy. I feel more like myself again. I was a little scared. Is all this news about long yes. COVID and all this other stuff? And I said, I'm not going to hook in. I'm not going to hook in. But now everything's everything's great. Yeah. How about you? No, good. I had COVID too, which is great. Look, we all joined the COVID club. <laughs> um but yeah no i had it yeah i i was in bed for three days and then yeah it was sort of sort itself out but yeah just didn't want to do anything for at least seven but that's okay it was all good but yes but that's not what we're here about we're here about soulmate coaching because this fascinates me but one reason being, I'm not sure I believe in the soulmate malarkey <laughs> that you're saying that you're coaching. And I know we've spoken about this several times. Um, so, look, tell us, because I've read through, I've read out all of the intro and everything. So people have got a brief synopsis of you and how you've got sort of to this point. But, look, tell us about how, like, how you got to be a soulmate coach for one. <laughs> and, like, you got to a romantic rock bottom so like crikey tell us about that (laughs) well i'll start with the first implied question which is what is a soulmate to me well okay go for it because i haven't got a clue (laughs) well i've given up (laughs) well i just thought if people are are kind of wondering the same thing that's kind of malarkey and all that i just want to say what i mean by it is uh i first of all i think we all have multiple soulmates and we have different kinds of soulmates we have those that are friends and romantic, I know, right? Um, and <laughs> I don't mean like that. The I get people who say to me, "Oh, well, I have to look on my North Node to see if that's my soulmate." It's really just a relationship that has that elevates and supports you, even even when you're having contrast with this person. That kind of contrast is helping you to evolve and and grow and get onto your soul path. That's what I have with my husband. Oh, and so okay. I, so it's like being on your soul path with a mate who's supporting you on your soul path. And it could be several. There's a bunch of them, I believe. And I think it's not a, it's nice. not a fairy tale, the one or anything like that. It's. Oh, thank God. We're a little old for that. Thank God. Cause I've had several, <laughs> I've had several of the ones. And they ain't any of them are the ones. I'm sorry, so, that was a snort. So that's how you know I'm laughing for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. But like, yeah, no, God, yeah, yeah no, that's cool. Yeah, and so great news yes. for me. Well, so I I hit my rock bottom when I was dating a series of men and always pursuing the ones who were emotionally unavailable. But I mean, like, really. Like uh, classic commitment phobes, you know, the the dynamic of they wanted me, but they didn't want me chasing and running away, chasing and running away. If I felt as I would get closer to them, they'd run away, they'd feel engulfed and run away. And then if I started to get sick of it and pull away, they'd get 
afraid of being abandoned and pursue that kind of classic. So I, my last bottom, the, the last bottom, there were several bottoms, but this, the worst was <laughs> the one I was with for five years. Um, I, I was wow. very honest with him from the beginning. And I said, you know, my dating agenda is eventually to get married. You know, I was in my thirties at the time and I had just had enough of mm. the casual hookups and whatnot. And he said he wanted that too, but it really over time became apparent that he was conflicted about that. And he kept saying, don't worry, we'll get there. And I wanted so much to believe it because I had this uh, sense of investing my time and I wanted it to pay off. And uh, I think we're, well, where it definitely started to turn is when we had our first, what I call micro breakup. And um, he said he was ashamed of the weight I had gained in our relationship. Meanwhile, yeah. And oh, he was wow. not a skinny mini. He was not Brad Pitt. So that pissed me off. And um, however, you know, he apologized, said he didn't mean it. And I took him back, which, you know, I have to take responsibility for that. I, I took him back. And I think a lot of women can relate. We, you know, sometimes overlook, you know, some, somebody says something like that to you, to me, that really should have been a deal breaker at the time. You know, now I, now it would be. Yeah, and me too. I have to agree. I had a, a had a boyfriend. The the boy I moved to Australia for gave up my world in the UK and moved to Australia for him. And that was one of the things he said to me. Mm -hmm. And you would and now it would be a, I would be like, well, I'm sorry, person. See you later. Yeah, that's not you know <laughs> you love me for me and all of me, even if there's extra bits of me. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I, I mean, know it was you live, awful. In, you live and learn. It was you? a mess. I just couldn't let go. So I prayed. I, I asked my guides. I said, "Hey, if he's not going to step up and really be my partner, can you help me sever this tie? I'm not strong enough to do it on my own." It was New Year's Eve, burning bowl ceremony, mm. and uh, about five weeks later, um, out of the blue. He said, I think we should end this relationship. Um, and I knew instantly by the shiver up my spine, <laughs> um, I was having some help because he couldn't. Or I, I asked him, why are you breaking up with me now? And he goes, I don't know. But for the past few yeah. weeks, I've been really feeling like I should wow. because it's not fair to you. And he goes, and, and it's not about you. I just don't want to get married to anyone. And finally have to admit it and blah, blah, blah. And I just knew I had had help. And so I thought, isn't this something that I should really take a break from dating and figure out why did I, why did I settle for that kind of relationship? And why did I hold on to it for so long, you know? And so I took two years off and I studied with a lot of dating and relationship masters. I went all geek out. Wow. Did yeah. you? And I traveled the world and I decided to make myself happy first. And I opened up a business, which I was scared to do. And it was more successful than I imagined. And it was in that process, I think, that enabled wow. me to attract a much higher vibrational soulmate. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm four, I'm four years out. And I'm three years single, nothing, zero. And I'm very content mm -hmm. with that. And I look at my friends who are 
on Tinder and on Plenty of Fish and all these other apps. And I just look at them and go, I can't be bothered. Why are you bothering with these people who like give the same old lines and it's the same, you know? Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's their journey, not my journey, but yeah, yeah. I just can't be bothered. So I'm sure the world will throw somebody at me when they want to throw somebody at me. But yeah. Wow. Okay. Crikey. So then, wow. And so that was your rock bottom and you went out and you did a little bit of like soul searching and stuff like that. And you, and what you're saying is soulmates are real. So they are out there and we got several. Oh yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Which is good. That's and it's handy. not a perfect relationship. But like so but it, but is it like are, when you say soulmates are these like really good mates like, are like friends as well as relationship mm-hmm. people do yes. you, oh, i'm trying to get this out in one word so like it, yeah okay so yes i think i, pers- <laughs> Don't I personally yes. think that souls groups of souls travel from lifetime to lifetime and maybe they switch roles and they have different dynamics that they explore together that's just my personal belief but i do know from coaching That, you know, people who come to me who are widowed, uh, divorced, and believe that that person who died or they divorced at one point had a wonderful marriage. They just went in different directions. I, they believe that those were soulmates, but then they found new ones. So I really know not only from, you know, talking to other dating coaches and getting the same feedback about their clients, but from my own. So I do think that, and it's not a perfect harmonious fairy tale relationship per Hollywood. Um, It is just that it's the kind of, even when there's contrast between you, that contrast and and a a soulmate, I think can push your buttons like no other, but on purpose so that you can, you can finally get rid of some of the stuff that's holding you from living your fullest most purposeful life. And that's what my husband and I have done for each other. We had some, some doozy contrast, you know? Um, so when you say contrast, what do you mean by contrast? Uh, conflict. In law of attraction, we call oh, that okay. contrast, uh, but it's conflict. And okay. in the beginning of the relationship, I mean, there was a lot of passion, but there was a lot of big time con- conflict. And but the thing that's so interesting is unlike the the relationships I had before, which was all like conflict avoidance, this was just uh, a lot of like fiery conflict. But, conflict. but it was like, I had to learn to get comfortable with that because that conflict turned out to be very, very healthy. Um, I always mm-hmm. avoided it. <laughs> I always avoided it um, as so did you find it was challenging you? So in, in yeah. having that contrast conflict, it was actually challenging you and getting you to think about your values, your beliefs, what you were doing and actually question you and grow you as such. Absolutely. And I did the same for him. And when yeah. I look at the story arc of since we came together, we are both way, way more aligned with our soul's purposes than we were when we met. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very clear, you know, we're living in, in Europe part-time. That's the dream I always had. And and he always had, we have the dream dog. (laughs) That's a pound. But, but just, it's that conflict that just really helped us 
to each grow and get rid of the stuff that was in our way. And a relationship, that's the, that is the benefit of a relationship. They are hard. There's no question. But they can really be a real a fast track to helping us get back to our soul purpose if we're not already on that track. They're very good at doing that. Wow. Wow. Okay. So in a way, there's soulmates that come into your life to pull you back onto your soul's purpose, your track as such. Absolutely. Um, and if they stay great, but you may not need them to stay as such Correct. and they may not stay in your life. Is that what you, right? Okay. And what is this? Sorry, I know you mentioned earlier, uh, well, a little bit earlier, you were mentioning about this law of attraction. Is it a law yes. of attraction? Yes, yes, yes. I'm a law of attraction. So what the heck is that? So what the heck is law? What's this law of attraction? And can I learn it so that I can attract (laughs) somebody who isn't involved with the law in a bad? (laughs) Yes, the law of attraction. Just to put that right. (laughs) The law of attraction, um, you may have heard of it through the movie The Secret or the book The Secret. Um, A lot of people frown on the book. Some people really love it. Some frown on it. But it's basically everything that Abraham Hicks teaches about uh, your vibration that that you're in at this in any given moment it attracts a very similar vibration. And so, in law of attraction, in order for you to attract, let's say you're looking to attract a higher vibrational mate, you need to raise your vibration. And that's why I called my book "Be the Soulmate You Want to Attract," because. Number one complaint is, why can't I meet a quality person? And it's not that you're not a quality person already, but when we have resistance or, you know, uh, self-limiting beliefs, anger, these are all lower vibrational. These keep us at a lower vibration, no matter how smart we are. If you're not, if that doesn't get released and let go, it's, it's going to be hard for a higher vibrational person to be attracted to you or to even see you. Does that make sense? Wow. Yes, it does. No wonder I've been attracting all the drongos. Sorry, ex-boyfriends out there who, I don't know why they would listen to this anyway, but anyway. But, um, wow, okay, crikey. So I've watched The Secret, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that have watched The Secret. So is it just meditating, sitting in a dark room and saying, I want a six-foot-two person with dark skin and a beard nope nope way more complicated <laughs> maybe the occasional tattoo over his body and um right okay so I like that so little how, detail so how do we get one yeah you know well you know that's like if my my really true my my friends who know me would laugh their heads off at this point and my parents well my mum would probably be going what's she going on about but anyway hey ho tough shouldn't listen to the podcast mother um but yeah <laughs> but um yeah, well, how do we find? How do we get one? How do we find one? How do we increase our vibrations? Well, and you know, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm three years on my own, so I wouldn't mind like having a bit of a look, look, see for one. No, yeah, I'd say know, more than a look. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going for a look at the moment. I know, I Jeez. get you. I get you. Um, so when back to the story, when I kept attracting the same type of guy, it was because that's, that's what I believed was possible for me. That's what I was used to. My father was not available. I mean, it was a classic textbook dynamic. So when I took that two, those two years off, I really confronted who I was inside, 
what my boundaries were, what I deserved. It took me a, a long time to get to that feeling of um, really deserving to have the kind of soulmate I always wanted. But that took work on myself. I had to let go of, of a lot of negative beliefs and anger. I had a lot of unacknowledged anger. You know, I was very yeah. spiritual and it wasn't pretty or spiritual to be angry. And um, so I had to get honest with myself about who who I was being and not what I was thinking. Like, so if you're thinking about what you want, you have to, in law of attraction, you have to actually feel your way to what you want. So in law of attraction, there is a feeling of swimming upstream and downstream. And we're taught in society to, that everything you want is, you have to struggle and fight for, you know, no pain, no gain. But in, in, in law of attraction, it's the opposite. It's saying that when you feel like you have all this discordance within you about relationships, um, which, you know, that ambivalence is giving a confused vibration to the universe, right? So that's why you get a confused yeah. energy back. So when you're in that um, struggle, that sense of struggle and tension, it's like, which many of us are when we're dating, there's a sense of like urgency and struggling and frustration. And that is swimming upstream. That is a vibration. <laughs> um, I help clients to figure out that balance between, you know, putting yourself out there, but at the same time, not pursuing it so heavily and instead living your best vibrational life. <laughs> um, don't wait for a soulmate to do that. Like I, I was afraid to open up a business before I met a soulmate. I was afraid. And I said, I better do this Wow. Before I meet my mate so that I have someone who's going to know that from the get go, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And they're not going to get in the way of that. Wow. Because I sort of sit there and my view is I don't want a man in my life because they're going to stop me from doing what I want to do. I'm having my freedom. Therefore, thank you very This is my therapy session. Therefore, thank you very much. That's fine. But you can go and hassle somebody else because I'm actually quite, I want my freedom. I want my independence. I'm, you know. So, yeah. Thank you very much. So if you were a client, I would say. So that's interesting. I would say to you, if you were a client that, okay, so there's a, there's a belief right there um, that being in a relationship means giving up your freedom. And I would just say, what if that yes. were, what if that weren't true? And so I know there are a lot of people who believe a lot of women. I was interviewed the other day um, on an Irish radio station. It was so cute that they had seen that. Um, I think it was at Bumble did an, um, a survey that no, it wasn't Bumble. It was uh, psychology today had this article uh, from a, a therapist, a male therapist who was getting a lot of hate mail because he said that um, uh, men, <laughs> men better upscale their communication or else they're going to be lonely because there's a lot more men than women on the dating scene. And men were up in arms about this and they're going, this Irish station said, do, do they just have too many choices? <laughs> um, do women just have too many choices? And they're just being very choosy. And I said, no, I said, it's just that um, no. women are fiercely protective. They've seen their mothers and their grandmothers not living a fully empowered life in relationship. 
and they're fiercely protective of their freedom and their power. And so they're not going to give that up for someone who expects them to be the nurse in the purse. And the guy went, oh, <laughs> well, you don't want to be somebody else's mother at the end of the day, do you? No. You just don't want to have your own children. Like I'm I'm a single mum with my kid, right? And I don't want to bring on another kid for me to look after. Right. It's bad enough having one. It's like a second job. Two. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. No. I Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. So did we cover off how we get to this point then? Yeah. We've got to look after us. Sorry, because I'm I'm just went down a little bit of a rabbit hole for my own personal therapy. So apologies there. But like, is there how do, is there a is there a like oh, is there a method? Yes. Do you write down like I don't know, do you draw a love heart and then you write down all the things you want that person to have? Or do you how do you do you zone into it? Because I've this, I've seen so many different ways to attract your soulmate yeah. online, and you just go, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I think there are different ways to do it, and each person has to, you know, like I feel like if people who are drawn to me, my method would work for them. People who are drawn to like Ariel Ford, her method would work for them. So, I think there are different ways to approach it, but I, I think there are a lot of you know similarities in some ways. If you are taking a law of attraction approach, then at the very basic level, there is releasing your resistance, clarifying your vision, and then taking inspired action. My six-step process, I kind of reverse engineered what I did. And you have to realize oh, okay. when I attracted my husband and I, um, I'll tell you that story after, because I think people would find it very God, we're talking about your husband a lot, so I hope he's not like in the next room no, or something like that. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I literally hopefully he's out. He's used to it though. But um, I literally, when I put myself out there in a new way, my I literally attracted him overnight, and it's so I'll explain what that was yes. like. And um, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but yes, yeah. yes. And I think uh, in my six step process, um, one is the first step is forgiveness. And I've noticed a lot, especially with women, but also with men, I have male clients too, is that they have generally forgiven others, but not completely. But most of all, they haven't really thought about forgiving themselves for putting themselves in these relationships over and over and over again, people without realizing it, put a lot of shame on themselves, a lot of uh, guilt. And so we release a lot of that. We take a look in the second step. We take a look at their patterns, um, really owning their responsibility in the patterns, not seeing themselves as a victim, but instead taking their power back and saying, okay, just, just with curiosity, not like with, digging up trauma, just taking a look and going, okay, well, I did that. Okay. That's interesting. I, I wonder what the reason I did that is and exploring it so that once you get those lessons, the universe doesn't have to keep sending those lessons to you. And, right. and then, yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 I have to say, Jean, uh, it definitely is my belief that there are lessons that you keep repeat or there are lessons that you need to learn and you keep repeating these bloody mistakes right and then the world keeps you keep banging you over the head with a saucepan going no silly 
this is why we were supposed to be going this way and they keep like throwing mm-hmm. things at you as such it's very interesting what you said about when you put it out there about the guy that you were seeing and then he came to you five weeks later about that sort of situation i didn't have that same situation but i yeah. wanted children and the person i was with was happy to stay with me but just didn't want kids at the time which is very ironic because he's now got a kitty but hey life we obviously weren't on the same soulmate train right so um which is fine which is cool but a friend of mine had said you're not going to have children with this guy he's already made a decision in the fact that he's not made you he's not told you whether he wants kids or not he's just done the fluffy like same with the marriage thing with you right and um and basically the world just kept throwing things at me you know like um just different situations and scenarios not men but different situations and scenarios that kept like yes spiritual two by four as it were and going this is not yes exactly this is not right this is you need to make a decision right and um yeah and it was funny i waited all the way through i went to the uk went through Christmas and New Year, came back after Christmas and New Year and about a couple of days back. I went, right, that's it. We need to, this is it. I don't, I don't want to be in this anymore. So it's that funny right? New, Year's, New Year sort of like, <laughs> right, start afresh. Very bizarre, but yes. Yes, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay, wow. Okay, this is a big therapy session for me. I'm soulmate if you're out there. <laughs> Hello. Um, okay. So we need to, so we, okay, so we basically, and I can understand that, um, and looking at what, what you're wanting and is it at any point, because none of it, none of the steps that you've said so far is anything covering off, right? I want this, right? Yeah. I want this in my partner. No, and that's, I want that and that's in a my very partner. good point. It's all about, well, that's, yeah, in the, in the beginning. So, um, yeah, because otherwise you're going to keep attracting so, yeah. the same stuff. Even if your head, if your head well, is like, true. I want Brad Pitt, and your mindset is uh, Danny DeVito, um, it's you're <laughs> you're going to get really confusing things. And I I don't mean to put Danny DeVito down. I'm sure he's yeah. you know anyway. But I don't know. I like weird men. Like me Brad Pitt is not my type. Strange and unusual men. Yeah, but I'm not necessarily Danny DeVito. I have to say any Danny DeVito soulmates out there, yeah, you're probably not my type. But I agree. But I have a funky Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. I'd go for that. You know, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, um, Jim Carrey. I would have gone for Jim Carrey types too. I, know. Oh. I, I got a funky Renaissance man, and that's what yeah, I had there said. There we go. Needy, needy boys. boys. Well, but they're needy boys. Yeah. Needy boys. Like Jim Carrey, yeah, he's pretty, like all out there, you know. Um, he's great now. I mean, you know, artist, all of that stuff. Love that he's still just doing what he wants. Doesn't want to do the. But he was a bit of a show off. Yeah, yeah. Like earlier on, until he connected well, with himself. Sorry, Jim Carrey. We we do love your work, like early work and past work. Like I'm sure you don't even listen to this. <laughs> but anyway, you know, yeah, yeah, just in case. Well, I I. <laughs> You know, I had wanted a funky Renaissance man. That's how I had put it because I, I really wasn't into sports, and I had gone through the thing of going to sports bars with. And, ugh. Um, and I, oh yeah, oh my well, god, we did. I was, can't think of anything it was, worse. There was nothing worse, and so I just said, I can't. I went one time, and I went, I can't, I can't, 
I can't, I can't do this. This is just not in alignment with who I am. And so I said, I want to run a funky Renaissance man. That's what I got. He's like a science man and a, a musician and he wears, you know, funky clothes. And so I did, how I got that go. though is that I, so in the in the third step I had to learn how to trust myself and the process again and and so a big piece of what you're asking just before you can get to the in my opinion to get to the here's what I want you have to learn to trust yourself again and most people don't a hundred percent trust themselves because of all what the perceived mistakes that they've made in the past. Um, you know, they're always looking for somebody else to tell them what's the right thing and they don't listen to themselves. So we go through the process of learning how to trust yourself and also the law of allowing, which is part of law of attraction. And that's learning to receive. And most people don't know how to receive. They're always pushing for action. No, no I'm, an, I'm definitely a non-receiver as it were, but um, I'm interested with what you just said though, because allowing trusting yourself do you mean like trusting that you're making the right decisions mm-hmm. that like instead of going is this a red flag you actually even in in actually saying is this a red flag you're sort of going it's a red flag i'm sort of wanting somebody to say yes it's a red flag <laughs> i have you know, chills right now so actually you don't yeah because because you read my mind and and I'll say like a lot of my clients yeah. are high achievers who are also very empathic very sensitive so they tend to lean towards people pleasing or um caretaking um so they're very yes. capable but they tend to be a little more comfortable focusing on putting the other person at ease and taking care and that shows up even on dates so these type of people and I have men too like this they are like catnip for narcissists. And so, oh, don't even go so there. So they'll go on a date I'm, and yeah. they'll see these red flags. Yeah. And they'll talk themselves out of it because they'll go, oh, they're probably just having a bad day or were they nervous? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, don't even go there. Oh, you, yeah. Don't even go there. We won't even go down my backstory. But like, um, <laughs> yes. So what you're saying is trust that when don't talk yourself out of the red flags, trust that when there is when you think there is a red flag, there is a red flag. People, and then it's and rare. define your boundaries. Most people haven't really defined their boundaries and what's a deal breaker and what's mm. negotiable. Because you know, 67% of problems in relationships are not solvable, according to John Gottman. He's like marriage expert extraordinaire, but they're manageable except for deal breakers. Like you were talking about in that last relationship, kids were deal breakers. Uh, for me, marriage was a deal breaker. If they didn't want to get married, it was a deal breaker. Yeah. So um, then in the fourth. It wasn't to start right? with, but it became a deal breaker. That's the thing. I suppose. And, and sometimes we need a relationship to teach us that. I I needed to have a relationship with somebody like him, because, you know, he's not an evil person, you know, he's just doing his best in his life. No, 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 no. Yeah. He's a human being out there doing whatever he wants. And he just didn't want the same things. But, but thing, another thing I learned in that relationship was what I needed. And that's part of this step of trust is trusting that what you need is something you deserve and you can, and you can have it. So 
my love languages are, you know, physical touch and um, affirmations. I need to hear the words. Last thing he could provide was physical affection, like, you know, sex he could do, obviously. But, he, oh, wow. but you know, being huggy and holding hands, it was not his thing. And he couldn't yeah. say, I love you. Um, couldn't. And his, but his mother had never said it to him. Wow. Even his own mother never said it. So. Wow. Wow. That's mine is touch. I have to say my love language is touch, uh, but also quality time. time. Yeah. 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 Quality time. I think it's quality time as well. Um, but what do I know? I've read that book ages ago, so I'm probably need to read it again. And then, you know, do, do, do people's, well, you know, like I said, it's been three years. I can't be bothered. Face bothered. No. Um, but yes. So, and with language of love, the, so what you're talking about is a book that was basically written called yeah. the five languages of love, isn't it? There's five languages of love. One of them is touch time. Um, so oh, what gift, were the other ones? Uh, touch so time, gift um, giving and acts of service. Gift, gift like, yeah. That's what that's it, access service. Because my dad is access service straight away, definitely. It's quite interesting after reading that book, you look at it and go, Wow, okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting book. And so if people, you know, want to go out there and read it, read that one as well as Dean's book, because that would be handy. Um They but- go together, like peanut butter and jelly. But they do. They do. They do. Definitely. Definitely. So, okay. So we've done all of that stuff and we get to the point, right? We get to the point where we're at dating. Oh my God. And even going, even sitting there and going out dating, not going out on a date wouldn't be too bad, but just even the trawling. And I think it's trawling. This is where my mentality is trawling for a date at the moment. It's like casting your net. Right. And seeing who you catch well, that's, in your net. And, you know, yeah. It's like, you know, you're not with a fishing pole catching one, you're catching half a dozen, and then you've got to wheedle them out, right? So, like, yeah, well, it's, it's like, oh, dear. And some of the one-liners. Well, it is funny. And, you just and go, so please. In the next, like, just super quick, the next, like, phase of it that I help people with that leads them into dating is that I help them to... Um, to really uh, step into their sovereignty and 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 what what that means is just like flying their freak flag, um, whatever that is for them, uh, you know, being really embracing the parts of you that maybe had to hide in relationships, um, ambitions that kind of got hidden in other relationships, and start living on that path. Just even getting started is enough. Um, and then when you put yourself out there, like that's my fifth step is I help people to brand themselves online in an authentic way. And so for me, mm-hmm. the first six months I was dating after this, you know, period of exploration, I was attracting almost exclusively 25 year old men. And oh it was hilarious God. because it's all right, love. <laughs> You would have killed him. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is that I didn't mention that I should for those in the audience who think, okay, well, because I was in my 40s by then, who think to themselves, well, over 40, you know, it's, it gets really hard. My dating pool is a, is a puddle. 
all that lack, that lack thinking that starts to take place in midlife, we start to start thinking in lack. Um, I want you to throw that all away, whoever's listening, because I was in my 40s. Oh my I was God. 300 pounds. So that's like 23 stone. I was a big, 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 big girl. Oh my God. And God love you. And God I had a strong you. personality, which many people said was too much. It would intimidate men. And I finally said, listen, I feel sexy in my body. I've been doing belly dancing. I feel beautifully full figured. Um, I'm at the point where I really like my big personality and I'm just going to flaunt it. And it's going to scare away some men. That's and that's okay. I just need to worry about the few. No, you don't want to date them anyway. Oh my God, what a waste of time and energy. (laughs) Like you said, casting that big net and just, you know. So to me, when you just really embrace and fly that freak flag and just are really putting who you are out there, I did my profile, I redid my profile, put it out there. And then the next day, my husband came in and several other men all around my age, all similar values and goals, but they were all, they were like, your profile is so freaking fabulous. I just have to meet you. It's so honest and authentic and powerful. I have to meet you. And they were all like great. It, for so, It was just such a dramatic shift and literally overnight and literally right after I really stepped into screw this i'm not wasting any more time that i knew i was on to something very very powerful wow wow and okay so i have to ask what was the secret sauce then what was what did you put into your profile did you just go i'm not wasting my time anymore yeah real men need to apply <laughs> yeah no no i <laughs> it's and it's really important that when you're putting this out there you make it about you and what you do want and what your life is like and you're inviting them in um sometimes in profiles we can put like little defensive comments like you yeah. know that scare people off that in, and scare good people off because you want to make sure it's not coming across as angry or don't waste my time. Have you ever seen it in a wanted ad? No time wasters. It's like, oof. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> um, so what I did was I started just being really honest about things. So one thing I was honest about was that I wanted to get married and every dating advice person at the time was saying, oh, don't say that right away. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, mean, I want to scare those guys off. I, I wasted five years on a person like that. I want somebody who knows now that they eventually want to get married, not tomorrow, but eventually. Um, I was also, um, you know, clear about my deal breakers. I put those in the profile. Um, one was drugs, um wow. another one was um I'm trying to remember was it, I think it was lack of uh, oh financially irresponsible. I I just couldn't take having somebody who was always in debt God, and no. you know I couldn't take that. So I put that in yeah. there but not I didn't spend a lot of time on it. I just kind of peppered that in there. And I think the main thing um too is in terms of flying the freak flag. I showed that I have 
a big personality. So I, I put pictures in there of me with drag queens at, cause I love going to drag shows. Right. And a lot of guys yeah. didn't feel comfortable with that, you know? And that's to me, I was like, I don't want to square who can't, mm. who just, you know, can't handle being around drag queens. And you'd be surprised how many straight men feel a little weird about that. And I, I wanted someone who could enjoy that with me. And my husband, yeah. <laughs> he said, he goes, <laughs> my husband is so funny. Cause he's like, he, before we even met, he was into divine and John Waters movies. And he said, I just thought it was glorious that you love drag queens and, and camp and, and whatnot. And he feels comfortable if a drag queen comes up and flirts with him you know, he's fine with oh, flirting yeah. back. It's just fun and play. It, it's nothing to be insecure about. I, I went with a couple, by the way, um, another couple to a drag show with him. And he was flirting back with the drag queen and the couple was completely offended. But I was like, I just love you. I just <gasps> love you. <laughs> That's great. That's what you yes. want. You want a freaky guy. Yeah. Well, I Yeah. I want intelligent, freaky. That's I it. like to wear wigs. Give me a freaky geeky anytime. We're the same page, sister. Yeah. I, I I did get that. And I, yeah. I, I put pictures of me wearing purple wigs going out to a club. And he was like, damn, I want that. And, you know, and the young, the young guys who were just looking to have sex with an older woman who was more experienced and didn't want to marry them, um, that they all went away. God bless them. Well, that's fair. God love them. God love them. Let's hope they did their, their experience that didn't hurt or destroy anyone in the in the process. Who knows? Okay. So when you when you go out there and you start, are there any questions that you need mm -hmm. to ask these freaky deaky guys that you meet up with just to make sure that you're getting the right <laughs> freaky deaky guy and not the wrong freaky deaky guy. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> As it were. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good question. So like in the last step that I help people through before I they leave the nest is learning to date in a new um it might be a counterintuitive way, but it's way better it way ups your chances of attracting a potential partner. And what that means is it's most of the people who come for coaching without realizing it are dating, leading primarily with physical chemistry. And when I say that, mm. they immediately go to, well, I have to have passion. And I say, just let me finish. You all have to say, yeah. they're going to be attracted. Yeah. Be attracted and I say, well, them. here's the thing, though. I want you to really explore the, you know, how you're feeling inside when you're around someone you're very physically attracted to. And it's usually some variation of sucking in your stomach, you know, posing, playing with your hair. I said, when you're doing that, that's your cave woman brain, caveman brain. That's the part of you that's going, wow, I could mate well with this person. This is not a soul connection if that's what's leading and i'm wow. saying just be it's really important to say that's what's leading if you're leading with that kind of attraction that kind of spark which is what we call chemistry um that isn't yeah. the kind of a uh, focus that will 
an expectation that tends to lead to partnership, at least long-term. So what I ask them to look for is a different kind of chemistry. And it will feel in a way that some people will think of as settling. It will feel calm. <laughs> it will feel like you can be yourself with this person. And that's what the Buddhists believe when you meet one of your soulmates, there's a calmness, there's a feeling of friendship, but it does not mean you're in the friendship zone. I have the best sex of my life with my husband, but we didn't have that initial like, you know, oh, I gotta, I gotta have him. I gotta have him. I was was focused on purpose with, does my body want to be closer to him? Do I feel safe? Do I feel like I can be myself? He loved my body. He loved my body. He didn't feel any form of like, I have to overlook it. And he wasn't a chubby chaser. He just, he just said, I just love the package. I love your vibe. I love everything that I'm seeing. I feel like I can talk to you. I can bear my soul. I felt the same way. And that kind of freedom in a relationship, it makes, it can make the sex very powerful. So I, I tell people, just don't lead with the other chemistry because I want you to open the doorway to another kind of chemistry that's even more powerful and exciting. You just have to not see it the same way. Like if that, if there's that friendship and calmness, that that means it's going to be boring. It's not. Yeah. Well, and you're proof of that. Yeah. I was just, when I was sitting there, I was thinking because there's, so what you're saying with the chemistry, and this is where I'm going to do my little Googling session, right? Because when you're saying with the chemistry, you're not talking, are you, to, because there's d- different people are attracted to different, mm-hmm. um, for different reasons. And there, and I've just got one in my brain. Um, and this is why I'm Googling it. But are you, are you talking about physically being attracted to somebody or is there different nuances of that that nuances um, yeah what yeah and this is and this is why i'm trying to find this because it's called something and i can't think what it's called um because my let's face it it's monday evening and my brain's gone a bit weird are you just talking about um are you just talking about um physical attraction or and here we go i i did a quick google because some people can be Sa- <laughs> saposexuality or saposexual, oh, sapiosexual, right? right? Which means sapo. Sorry, sapiosexual. Which is that they're attracted to they're attracted to highly intelligent people, right? And so, therefore, if you're attracted to a highly intelligent person because of their intelligence, not because they're physically attracted, they're not a Brad Pitt, but they're say a God, a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody. Uh, Brian Cox, for example, sake. God love him. Um, it, it, you know, because Brian Cox is intelligent. He's a professor. You know, quantum physics and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, yes. Is it so? Yes. Do you say keep come keep away from the Brians <laughs> if you're into like? I would say that sort of thing. I would say from the Brian's. I would say go for the Brad's. I would say stop typecasting and pay attention to your work. Pay attention to how you feel around each person. Your body is the best indicator of whether someone is a soulmate or not. 
your body's going to tell you, but you have to trust your body. So if your body is leaning into somebody, but you don't feel like excited, like I want to have him, which is what we're taught to expect as a soulmate, you know, if we don't feel Mm. that excitement, we're like, oh, I'd be settling. I just feel calm. Again, it's just, if, if, if that's your initial feeling with somebody is like this, this kind of physical spark where you're flipping your hair and you're really not being yourself, you're not really relaxed. That is not the kind of connection you want to be focused on looking for. You want to look for the other. That's what I'm just trying to say is, is pay attention to what your body's saying. So if you, so if you're sucking your stomach in, I don't know, blokes, if you're sucking your stomach in, trying to get yourself taller or whatever, ladies, same sort of thing, right? Worrying about your double chins, curling your hair and doing all your preening stuff. Yeah, the the grays in your hand. Yeah, it's not the right focus. Maybe that's not the right. Okay. Think of it as priorities, right? So like, I'm not saying that with the soulmate, you wouldn't have any nervousness. Like, you know, going on a date is nervous for anyone, but your body is going to know whether you want to lean into somebody or not. And I definitely, I felt like, I was, I, when I was with my husband on that first date, I just kept wanting to lean in and like whisper in his ear, like two little kids at a slumber party, you know, sharing secrets. It was that kind of vibration. Would I say that's like rip your clothes off energy? No, but that came like on the third day, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, because we had been through and we had you know, before we even met, we had spent many nights on the phone talking all night and having like all the sharing all these things. But I just, I just want to explain, like, it's more about what the prioritizing the other kind of connection so that you can open a doorway to something that is more, feels more authentic, that you can really be yourself and you can feel like truly loved and embraced for who you are and not just tolerated. Yeah. And I think that is a good, um, that's a good sentence that you're not just tolerated or that you're putting on a front, basically thinking, oh, this person or like the front I'm putting on when actually what's behind the front is something completely different. And when you finally drop that facade as such that they actually go, oh, actually, I didn't really think you were like that or whatever. So yeah, fair mm-hmm. enough. Fair enough. So Okay, I'm going to ask this question because I hate online dating sites. I absolutely, well, just the apps that are out there, like Tinder yeah. and Plenty of Fish and Bumble and all of that stuff. Should you be going and having a look on there? Because that's like. I, I say I like for people to keep it in the mix, um, but pick pick one. Like I, I, I don't recommend being on a lot of them. I, I also don't recommend um, being on too too on any one of them for too, too much time each day. Um, there is a study recently that said, if you spend too much time on dating apps, um, it develops a rejection mindset because there's too, there's too many choices. I would say when the right amount of time is to again, go into your body. If you're sitting at the computer and there's playful light curiosity, like, Oh, it's here. You know, as soon as it starts to feel tense, like, uh, frustrating, then that's the time to step away from the computer. Um, I would also say that during the day um, when you're out and about, put the cell phone away and just try to be yeah. present and try to make 
playful, curious connections with people around you. And lots of really miraculous things can happen when you do that, but it's about being present. Well, who would have known? I went and posted a few things on TikTok the other day. TikTok is a new dating app by the looks of it. I was like, oh, my God, who are these people who are talking to me? And one guy got really weird on me because he said, oh, hello, are you still there? And I'm like, no, I have a life, dude. Go away. I was just like, it's really nice talking to you and you're, I don't know, from America somewhere. And I was like, that's really cool. Thanks. And I'm, but I've got a kid and I'm busy. So geez, but that's okay. It's good. It's whatever it is. TikTok, who would have thought it? Dating app, extraordinaire. (laughs) Um, And some of the stuff I've posted on there, I look at it and go, really? Have you actually seen my TikTok? Because I'm going, I don't think you've even watched it. You've just trolled. But anyway, um, okay. So um, I think we've, talked about the universe and all of that stuff and covered off this law of attraction thing you like we mentioned earlier you have a book out there and like can people get that like off amazon and like say the title again i can't remember what the title is be the soulmate you want to attract that's the title perfect i want to make sure i get it right right. okay that's cool you go girl (laughs) um because oh um, there we go. I have to get this book, read it, I think. Um, but they can get that from like Amazon yes. and places like that, can they? Yeah, Amazon cool. is super easy. You can get a Kindle version if you're into that. And oh. it has a lot of extra. Did you do Audible? I, you Did know, you I'm Audible? being approached every day about that. Um, oh, you should. Really? You would be great at reading it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you would be great at reading it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. My challenge with that is that a lot of it's a lot of the book is exercises, like uh, worksheets and things. Ooh. Could we do grunting noises and things like that <laughs> to the exercises? <laughs> like you know, <laughs> you could make it quite comical. Well, I, I guess I, I know could. it's a serious subject, but well, that's a, I have to think about that. Thank you for opening my mind to that. Think I, about it. I'll yeah, think how I could do okay. that. That's all right. But there's a lot of exercises yeah. that guide you through these steps to help you to kind of let go of old conditioning and embrace new possibilities and and uh, really figure out what you really want and deserve because that's really once you can start letting go of all that old energy and and live in a higher vibration. Um, then this yeah. stuff, not only soulmates, but more extraordinary experiences and people come into your life. I see it over you and over. You can attach PDFs to audibles though. Okay. You can attach PDFs to it and then people can just download it. They click on a little link in the um, audible thing and download see, it. See, I'm leaning in. So, I- so you can have a workbook. I know, God love you. You can have a workbook attached to you reading out your chapters. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, see, there we go. I think that's a universe speaking to me. Yeah, see, Audible is good. And people, you know, people learn through different ways, kinesthetic, audible and visual and all of that malarkey. So you never know. So, okay, so um, do you have a website? I do. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here looking at you, right? And, (laughs) like, I love talking to you. I can talk to you forever. Same here. Um. Oh, it's so good. And we're so like on our, well, hey, look, we're both touchy-feely people as well. (laughs) So we probably could like stroke each other's arm forever as well, having a conversation. But um, 
it, yeah, where can the where, what website? Where's your website? Where can other people look they at can, you, see you, and chat? Absolutely, with you if uh, they, they need to chat me with on, you. At um, they can find me on Facebook and Instagram at my soulmate coach, and my website is mysoulmatecoach.com. I couldn't get the soulmate Ooh. coach, unfortunately. Somebody else took it, but it's mysoulmatecoach.com. <laughs> no, bitch, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> No, that's okay. That's fine. I'll put all of that in the blurbies anyway. So that'll be fine. That's okay. People will be able to click on the links and find you that way anyway. And make sure they don't go to the cellmate coach and go to my cellmate coach. So it's all good. We'll get that sorted. Don't you worry. Um, And I have Mm -hmm. one final question to ask you. Um, Now, last year it was, what would your superpower be? But I think I already know what your superpower would be, right? This year, it is if there was one book that you could recommend to somebody and it can't be your own book because we've already plugged that so many times in this blooming thingy but if there was what would what would you recommend to my it's, listeners it's uh, the amazing power of emotions and it has to do with law of attraction it's um Ooh. by abraham hicks and um it is a big part of what we've been talking about today is moving up the emotional scale in order to raise your vibration to attract what you want into your life. That's a very big, uh, good book for exploring that. And um, I think it illustrates a lot of what we were talking about today. I think it would be really helpful. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Wow. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It is so, well, it's very bizarre how I connected in with you. And it's so good that I have. And who knows, I could be back on here. I hope you so, and I can't myself, wait. my experience. And, um, ah, wow, well, God help him. That's all I can say. Can I correct um, it? It's, yeah, no, that'll be fine. I forgot to say, Freaky, it's the geeky, astonishing guy. power of emotions. Sorry. It's by oh. Esther Hicks. Oh, that's all right. Esther Hicks. No. Is that his so, wife? So Esther and Jerry Hicks, so that's the human. So uh <laughs> I know like so oh. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. So Esther and I Jerry, just wanted you know? to um to clarify it's not amazing power of motions, it's astonishing. So forgive me for that. Esther Hicks. Oh <laughs> astonishing. That's all right. Esther, who's the imaginary wife of um Abraham. Oh, what's his name again? Abraham's the entity she channels. Abraham. <laughs> That's Esther, who's the imagine Yeah. Oh my gosh. Don't even go there. It's been a long day for me. <laughs> no, it's all good. Look, thank, thank you so you. much for coming on board and talking to thank us. Thank you so much. I hope you have a fab you day. You're in Ireland at the moment. I am and it's eleven AM, so I've got a full day ahead of me and I'm looking forward to oh. it. But I what a great way to start the day. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you. And the weather's been fab over there. And like we've had, it's been freezing cold and rain over here. It's been like UK weather in Australia. No, that's not fair. It's okay. It's all right. It's our winter. It's all right. It's our winter. It's, you know, it's what can I say? Be all right. It's good skiing. So that's, we can't complain. All right. So look, have a great day. Uh, love speaking Same to here. you. Um, grab you and bring you back at some point um fab we'll say goodbye for now just for now be good 
Yeah, you too. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website www.strongsingleandhuman.com We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.